0: to the Float Your Boat podcast, about how everyday people created their road to success. The highs, the lows, pitfalls and potholes, and how they overcame it all. And now, here are your hosts. Hello folks, welcome to... Well, uh, oh. You
1: don't have to worry about that, George, Today, do I? don't have to worry about that? No. I'd like to introduce Brendan Terazzi. A local larrikin. A local larrikin, actually... How do we meet, Brendan? We 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 met down at the beach. You, I've only ever seen you in a wetsuit. You look good in a
2: t-shirt
0: and
2: a <laughs> pair of pants. <laughs> yeah. How do we meet? I think uh, Brett is a regular uh, down at the beach on a Thursday yeah. morning, having his takeaway not takeaway homemade coffee, and mm. I would always walk past, and that's how I met George. I was George was we... always having coffees with Brett.
1: Well, well I'm the guy who brews it up. That's it. <laughs> Brett, you're matter. essential. Brett doesn't know how to handle the camps, though. But i got to yeah. say, your wetsuit sh- certainly shows off your
3: curves. <laughs> which is which is pretty pretty, pretty good compared to yours or mine. <laughs> Our curves are in different places. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I've known Brendan for a long time. Mm. Um, but reading through your bio, mm. I, th- I was surprised how little I knew about your career.
2: Oh, is that right? Yeah,
3: yeah. I just I thought... You guys don't talk about much when you get together. We do, but but more about current stuff and yeah. kids and family because mm. Brendan's kids go to my kids' school and or you know, they go to the same school and we talk a little bit about business, but usually current business stuff, um, not <coughs> past. And I knew Brendan back from my music days because Brendan played sort of in a. In a band for a while, didn't yeah, you?
2: that's right. So it's sort of like the past, which was music, and now, and yeah. then there's a big void in between. Yeah.
3: So I was surprised when I was reading through the bio. Um, maybe, tell us, tell us a little bit about your story. I guess in business, I guess in so business. Like, oh, okay. How you so, got to where you got to today? Yeah.
2: So I guess when it sort of started, when I was a teenager, um, I was promoting. I was in a band, but I also probably my my talents were more around promoting bands so I got involved with a few festivals and put those on so that was sort of a taste of business and I've sort of come from a long line on my father's side of uh, self-employed business people so for me that was a very natural thing to when I finished uni was to go I wouldn't go and work for someone I'd just go and start my own thing that was all I knew and for me going to work for someone was completely foreign so I kind of stumbled out of university in uh, about 91 Someone mentioned on a bus that they had this idea of doing Japanese signs for the tourist industry. And I thought, oh, that sounds like a pretty good idea. So, a couple of weeks <laughs> later, I'm catching the ferry into town and and, <laughs> and uh, knocking on all the doors in the rocks, saying, "Hey, do you want me to make you this uh, Japanese sign? It's going to help increase your sales." And and I got some takers and kept doing it. It was pretty tough work. You know, I was only, I guess I was 20 or 21 knocking on doors.
1: must have been especially tough if you didn't know how to speak Japanese and write
2: Japanese. Well, I, I had done Japanese at university as a, as a minor, so marketing and Japanese. So it kind of fitted into where I was at, the marketing and the Japanese. So started doing that. And then someone one day said, oh, can you do a um, a Korean sign? I'm like, yeah sure I can do that. <laughs> not knowing how the hell I'd do it, but of course you' find a way, and then it started branching out from there. I did more languages, and before you knew it, I was doing all languages, working for government departments, doing translations, and I'd get the work very good at getting work, like my music day is good at getting the gigs, so I'd get the work and then I'd find a way of getting it done and and that Developed over probably ten or twelve years until I was completely burnt out because I did everything myself. It was a one-man show, and was very successful at doing that. But there was a a, a health price to pay, and that was that by the time I was in my early thirties, I was just I was done, and and I basically I sold the business, um, more or less gave it away because I just I had in my head all I want to do is uh, go travelling, and just forget about all this stress. And that's, I just got married to my wife, Amanda. So we basically packed everything up, sold the business. It was a great time, headed off to South America um, for a year and kept traveling for about two and a half years. Wow. And then when we came back, we had to start the whole thing again, which in hindsight, you know, I was in my twenties, you know, conquer the world. And I got back and went, wow, this is pretty hard to start a business and so we did a few things we um we had some ideas some inspiration from traveling there was a, a lady in India who had this incredible market stall and she became the inspiration for us to set up our fashion label and we more or less repeated the same model that she had and we had people lined up buying these cotton dre- cotton wrap dresses at Paddington Markets and so that funded a lifestyle but it was you know it was just kind of a bit of fun really and then we got on to the next thing which was Another kooky idea, which was importing sleep pods from New York City. And we had this concept called Metro Naps, which and the idea was to take a, a 20 minute nap in the workplace in these futuristic looking sleep pods. And um, so, me and a business partner flew to New York. We got the rights to Australia. We were able to create this mountain of publicity so, TV, radio, newspaper with a flavour of the month, but of course being a new thing, it was incredibly hard to get it lifted off the ground and we, after a couple of years of doing that, we're like, God, this is, you know, you're going to need a lot of money and a lot of persistence to make this work, so...
3: So do you think that um, the timing was off on that? It was a bit too ahead of its time?
2: Yeah, look, the, the press loved it because it was such an innovative idea, um, but it's a bit like coffee, right? Probably a while back you needed coffee shops for corporate businesses to actually bring coffee inside because after a bit of time they work out that hey all our staff are leaving and going to coffee shops we'd actually get more productivity from them if we brought the coffee into work and that's um that's what a lot of companies do now they have baristas inside their workplace to stop the flow of people going out to get coffee and our sleep concept was a little bit the same. We thought, you know, we had to set up these shops outside of workplaces. The average person on the street loved the idea. You know, everyone was tired. They, loved, they saw the benefits of having a little nap and powering on through the, the rest of the day. But, you know, it was a big ask for businesses to allow their staff to sleep on the job.
1: Well, I know they're very popular in Japan.
2: That's right. And yeah. Korea. That's right.
1: Yeah, but uh, I mean, they, but they work, you know, 18 hour days. So they need a little bit of a power nap to keep them going for that second shift.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So in Australia, it was just, you know, it was a cultural shift. And from there, we saw another opportunity to, so we were in the whole sleep world when you ever all the academics, all the people involved with um, sleep. And Australia leads the world in sleep research, um, particularly out of uh, Adelaide at the time, University of Adelaide. And one of the professors there put us onto this idea of, oh, there's some new legislation coming through to where truck drivers need to manage their sleep. And they need to do this course if they want to be able to drive 12 to 14 hours a day. So I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. So being you know, a little bit of an entrepreneur, I went built the course, teamed up with a, a registered training organisation because it had to be a nationally recognised course and we launched this online course and got about 20% of the market. I wow. we went, "Whoa, we got something happening here." And so a bit like the translation days, it was like, "Okay, well we've done a course on sleep. What else can we add on to that?" And so we started doing all this niche compliance things like, you know, man- managing dangerous goods on on ships and um and we did food safety and So we sort of stumbled across for three years, like a lot of new businesses, you sort of have these, you know, it's famine and feast. Mm. And then probably about three years into it, we decided to become our own registered training organization. And just the timing was amazing. Like we almost went broke, had a a, sort of a a business split up with that original um, business partner. There was a third partner involved by this stage and it was just timing. We paid him out and then we started Building from there, and over the last five years, it it kind of built up and up and up, and then last year we've had we've had a bit of a stumble, and you know it's time to reinvent again.
1: Wow, so, I mean that, that's that's the chronology of what you've what you've done, but but let's talk about let's talk about some of the stumbles. Yeah, okay? so you've had a few. Absolutely. Right? How'd you feel at the time, and, and and what was going through your mind, and what kept you going, what kept you pushing through?
2: Well, I think in the early days of the current business I'm at, I had I – w- well, there was – was the, that was the best thing in front of me at the time and, you know, I felt like I was – had an X amount of cash in the bank and I just had a child and so failure wasn't an option for me and I, I came up with this little thing that success equals time and effort, right? So if you don't succeed at first, you just got to put more time into it and more, more energy, and eventually, you'll come good. And and that's the that's the formula that I followed. And, and thankfully, it, w- it worked. And I kind of thought, well, I've been through this so many times before, like this, I'm up to my fourth or fifth startup now, like from concept to turning it into a business. And so I knew that I'll get through it. You'll always get through if you keep, you know, as long as you keep yeah. putting effort into it. Sometimes you got to walk away. Sometimes things aren't working, like with the sleep pods, you know, if we would have been stubborn and said, "We're going to keep going until this thing's successful." We might have fallen on our face, but we were. We decided that it would be okay to try something different.
3: Time to you've got to know when to when to hold them, know when to fold them. As yeah, as the song goes. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's one of the it's one of the the.
1: Uh, I think the trickiest part of being in business knowing when to, when when it that it's time to hang up your boots. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, because there there are so many um, um, self-help experts out there or business advisors that say never give up, never give in. But mm. you knew when it was time to quit with the POTS. I mean, what yep. would have happened, would you think, if you kept on persisting with, with the POTS?
2: I don't know. It was It was just, it's like an energetic thing, you know, like you kind of, it's a, for me it's, when the energy stops i've got to go to the place where the where there's momentum and energy so yeah right so that's what that's what i look for i look where there's action and ex- a bit of excitement right. and that's that's where i'm drawn towards right right so the current situation i'm in at the moment where it's been you know last year with my business i had like six government audits so you can imagine um you know, uh, that, that's, that's a hell of a burden to carry, and we're, we're mostly through all of that now, but, God, it wasn't much fun, but, you, you know, I kept going because I know that the reinvention is what, what keeps me going, I think, the creativity of going when something's not working to actually come up with a new idea that then flourishes. That, that's what I get satisfaction from.
3: And did that come out of um, the audits? the new reinvention is that is that the learning you've got from the or was
2: it absolutely yeah so it's like moving to the next phase of my business i know what i don't want to do mm. and i know what i do want to do so i can i'm still in the same industry but i'm going to this new reiteration that i'm working on at the moment i'm going to frame it so i don't have all the stuff that i don't enjoy doing like essentially i'm a marketer Mm. I, I like marketing things and I like connecting the dots between need and solution, but I'm not much of a process person. Mm. Like once I've given someone a solution, I don't want to deal with the day-to-day. To
3: <clears throat> so you have staff for that. Have I, staff I, for I, that, I yeah. You know the feeling.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it just, it all becomes, yeah, a bit but mundane, that, I guess. So,
3: But that's, I mean...
1: That's how you keep your interest up, right? By, by delegating all the stuff that you're not good at, that that really would annoy you and bug you and create probably a, a negative headspace, which, um, which which then inevitably over the long term would affect your business in a negative way, right? But yeah. by delegating, you've been quite smart. You've Well,
2: you've, this new iteration, I'm actually just thinking of cutting out all the stuff I don't like doing and just focusing on the front end. Well, how's that so, going to work? Well, um, so for example... You could you could see an opportunity if your skill set is actually marketing and getting people to sign up to whatever it is, whether it you know a program or a course. Where you focus on that part, and then you work with probably partners who are very good at the delivery and compliance aspects of delivering such so a so You'll be outsourcing,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's really yeah. smart.
2: Well, then you can stay nimble and. If you set it up the right way, the the margins are actually exactly the same. So because, yeah, you have because less
3: staff, you have less overheads with off bigger offices. You can scale down. That's and right, your,
2: and uh, you just focus on the stuff that is actually your core competency, as I opposed to the stuff that you can do but you're not excellent at.
1: Okay, so where did you learn all this stuff?
2: What's that the
1: stuff you know? Like, I mean, was this a natural evolution whilst you were in business, or did you? come into it with uh, a a degree in business like what what
0: how, falling what you up, learn fall, falling
2: falling on your face plenty of times that's <laughs> well, uh, that's that's, that's the, how the that's how you learn hard knocks absolutely like yeah. it's like falling over making mistakes, getting up sometimes making the mistake again i've done I've been guilty of that as well where make i seem to i feel like I'm a really slow learner and i have to make the mistake two or three times thought uh-huh that's what I shouldn't be doing. So well, I guarantee you're not a lone ranger there. Yeah, <laughs> there are others in that. Tonto sitting over yeah. here. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm your partner. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, obviously you you've um, gone through life talking to a lot of people, listening to what they had to say, and thinking about what they had to say and how it could apply in your business. You seem like a kind of guy that that would um, like had his ears tuned in. To oh yeah. The,
2: right. Well, in the in Chinese horology, uh uh, on the horoscope, I'm a rat, so I'm you know I'm very uh, always squirrelling around, looking you, for opportunities, looking for you, you know golden nuggets and bits rat? of cheese. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I, think uh, no,
3: I think most entrepreneurs or uh, people that run their own business have to be like that, because if you don't keep on learning. That you you're going to end up like you were saying you'll end up doing stuff you don't want to do, which the energy will then go backwards and then the business doesn't succeed.
2: you have to innovate if you don't if you're not constantly innovating, hmm. there's people and that's been our success with this current business is that the products that we offered we were always either the first to market with it or we delivered it in a different way, and that was the that's the competitive advantage so you you get in there. You innovate, you go, the marketplace says, wow, that's great. That's a, such a different way of looking at it. Um, but then it's not, you know, mm. and then fast track two or three years, all the competition have caught up. So you've got to get on to the next thing.
3: It's the first to market with the remarkable idea, basically.
2: Yeah, or it, or it could be an idea that's already there but just spun in a different way. Mm. But most, you know, most businesses in my industry at the moment, they're just all... It's all price, you know. They want to race straight to the bottom on price, um, and that's how they compete, you know. And that's you—that's not good for anyone. No, and the margins are so slim. The race
3: to the bottom isn't a very good business model. No, frankly.
2: you. Go, I, I think, and this is sort of my business model at the moment: is that you, if you can come up with a product or a service where everybody wins, that's where you want to be. So, mm. you know, so your customers have. Benefiting,
3: feel like they've got a benefit. Yeah, yeah
2: well, not feel like they are, actually they do. Are. They yeah. do have a benefit, you know, and well, this and, is, um, and then that that's that's a great business where you are actually doing something that's helping people. They're getting a benefit. They feel value, and and value. the business gets value as well.
1: Yeah, I think you mentioned the key word value um, in my in my game as well. I've seen the same thing: race to the bottom. Everyone's looking for cheaper, 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 thinking that's going to be. Um, the long-term success of their business, but all they're doing is eroding profitability, working harder and getting less every, every week, every month, and inevitably they run out of business. They run out of puff,
3: they puck it out, and they, they close their doors. Well, they've spent all their capital racing to the bottom, <coughs> mm. yeah. which doesn't make any sense, if mm. you think about it. You know, mm. you, and and I, think, I think in this day and age, because the world's become a global business, there's so much competition, mm. unless you're remarkable...
1: You're not in the race. Yeah, but the but, but yes, exactly. And 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 a point I'd like to make in respect to you, Brendan, and and to others in in business is that you don't need like a like a PhD in in business to come up with a value quotient. You just have to be, I guess, what's your formula? You
2: just have to do it. You got to be proactive. Like, but you know, you think about it. Right? Think about it. I mean, you you. And I also think if you can't work it out on the back of an envelope, it's probably not an idea mm. worth pursuing. So simplicity, this is just for me, I'm saying, but yeah, simplicity, actually having a crack and, you know, when you're actually doing stuff, if that doesn't work out and you you don't mind falling on your face every now and again, you'll, you'll get onto something that does work.
3: So you talk about having a crack you obviously work hard but i have noticed that you've got a reasonable lifestyle as well <laughs> and i've noticed that too yeah. so so how do you how do you achieve that
2: um well i've on a personal level i've always been about having a balance in life so i think ha- having a balanced lifestyle helps the good ideas keep coming mm. and so you know balance for me means you know being healthy spending Good amounts of time and quality time with my family, um, spending time at work, obviously yep. and having some outside interests like surfing and just for your mental space yep. um, yeah, so I think balance is and I meditate also i've been meditating for since two thousand and three every day, so that right. that gives me a lot of strength, mental clarity, and
3: how long do you spend each day?
2: Uh, Less and less, but I started out, uh, so when I sold that first business and we went travelling, that was a really great opportunity for me because I was able to, I'd learnt this new technique and I'd meditated an hour in the morning, an hour at night for 14 months straight, I missed one day and so that became the foundation for my practice and then, yeah, over the years now I do 15 minutes in the morning and night and that's it, pretty much every day.
3: So everybody can do it if they
2: want. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's it doesn't matter what you want to do in life. You just have to make a start and then it's going back to that idea of success equals time plus effort. You can apply that to anything in your life whether it be meditation or perhaps it's a sport that you're interested in, yep. your family relationships, anything, you know, anything that you want to get joy and success out of in life you have to put time and effort into it it doesn't just appear
3: so you may have already answered this question i think you sort of have but the the main question is what floats brendan's boat
2: for me it's yeah creativity like creating stuff that's what i that's what i love doing i've worked that out over the last few years that you know whether it's kids or families or um you know business or health doesn't matter it's the idea of coming up with an idea and then making it tangible making it a reality that that's what i get a lot of satisfaction from
3: and do you uh, have you got long term goals short medium and long or do you, do you not is that not well I,
2: I want to get over this current little business hump yeah. so hopefully uh, by the end of the year i'll be through this yeah. um but yeah i'm i've um i've been doing a little bit of charitable work so long term you know my dream would be to in a few years' time, I might sell my current business and then spend more time in charitable functions. So so, what are you, so
3: what are you doing
2: at the moment? At the moment, so um, I support about 20 kids, um, just financially on a monthly basis, so that's pretty pretty cool through the Smith family. So I so just I let them do the work th- of who it gets distributed. Absolutely, through, yeah. yeah. So, look, it's a lot easier to give money than it is to give time, mm. so... Um, that's what I do. Uh, we do with one of our properties. We do a lot of fundraising with it. So we've done stuff with um, Taronga Zoo, a lot of the local schools, where we we put our our place up for a weekend away, and they raise money. So we do that. That's cool. Yeah, um, and then there's a few other bits and pieces that you know. Normally, if someone hits me up that they're uh, they're doing some run and you know raising money, I'll I'll get involved with that as well. So, yeah, right. but yeah, I'd like to I'd like to do more of that work because I think. Once you're, you know, uh, coming back to that balance piece, if you if you kind of you know when enough is enough financially, like you've got enough to look after your family, yep. then the natural thing to do from there would be to start helping other people if you can, yeah, anonymously though. I don't want to, I'm not one of these guys that wants my name written on a hospital yeah. wall, but yeah. <laughs> I think it's just a a good thing to do. You know, it, I think everyone needs to. To but, give, yeah. you know, because I feel very blessed and I feel very lucky that I've had success in business. Hmm. Um, you know, it has; it's had its failures as well, of course, like everyone. But hmm. overall, I mean, yeah, I feel very lucky.
1: Hmm. I mean, giving is a, a quite a quite a powerful um, a tool, and, and often underutilized by people. They don't understand that the nature of giving means that you're open to the wealth of the world, and um, and you're open to receiving. And um, more than you could ever dream of, if you just keep, you know, everything close to your chest and never give, never, mm. never share, uh, it kind of creates a like a
2: you become closed it's, shop. That's right, and it's back to that energy idea where if you close, the energy can't flow through you. Whereas if you're more open, then you know more opportunities come to you because you're just a vessel of energy where you can you, you're like a distribution channel sort of thing. Yeah, right. I I hope that's not a little bit too esoteric, no, but no, yeah. No, no, I
0: mean, you are a
1: Bondi hipster and a bit of an old hippie. But, uh, but you know, I mean, the, the, the I'm, I want to get back to the, 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 the meditation, which, you know, a lot of people listening to, to us, uh, this recording would say, oh, bah humbug. You know, that's a load of rubbish. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I know a lot of people that couldn't even sit still for two minutes. Um, what do you think was the greatest benefit of doing um, meditation?
2: Uh, I would say that, you know, the chatter in your mind still happens every day, but it it becomes le- a little bit less. So there's not, you know, and when also when things happen that you don't like, you don't maybe react as much as you don't go, or you might go on a tangent, but then you go, hang on, I'm reacting here, I'll I'll pull that back in, so...
1: So it centers you and it and it, and it cuts off the doubting thomas
2: in your head. Oh no, the doubting thomas is still there, but mm. it's just it's, it's just it's a bit quiet. If you don't you could look at it the way I like to frame it to people it's like you exercise your body, right? Everyone knows that you do exercise to keep your body healthy. Mm. Well, that's all meditation is. It's just spending some quiet time to keep your mind healthy. And that's that's the way I look at meditation. It's about mental health. And mental health is a huge problem in our society, because people aren't spending the time to look after their mind. I could agree with yeah. you
1: more. Um, you know, there there is mind, body, and soul, really. And uh, if you don't look after all three, there's no way that you can have that balance that you're mm. that you're that you think is so important in your life, and that most people are searching for. They look after. The, I mean, every morning at Bondi, God, I see a lot of people out there looking after their bodies. Yeah. But are they looking after their soul? Are they looking after their mind? And that would make, that would, I guess, do them a big disservice overall if they're trying to chase their dreams and be successful, because they're lacking two out of the three elements, or one out of the three elements. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's a bit of philosophy. I should um, shouldn't go any further. Any questions for like <laughs> me to be philosophical. <laughs> I am after all. Greek. Greek. Oh, there we go. And did I mention that we invented it?
3: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, well, I didn't. But didn't, didn't, they, didn't they kill all the philosophers? Oh, yeah, they, they used to hang
1: them for corrupting young men.
3: Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, um, to finish off, I noticed that um, you've picked a song which I think's got a good title. Tell me how you came to this song. I mean, I know that you've already told me, but... but...
2: Yeah, Oh Well, I just... um, Basically, every week I listen to Discover Weekly on Spotify, which I find, you know, brings in all the stuff I've been listening to and creates a playlist of 30 songs. And this just happened to be my song, which was completely rocking this week, so I thought... I had a you know connection with it, and I thought it was a great song. So. I thought it
3: was interesting that it was a reggae song since you came from a bit of a reggae background.
2: Absolutely, it's funny actually. You go back to your roots when you're older, and yeah. I listen to a lot of reggae. You a reggae man, I was yeah. yeah yeah as a teenager. That's what a uh, scar and reggae yeah. What happened
1: to your
2: hair? Oh, I got older.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for anyone uh, for anyone listening out there, he doesn't have much. Well <laughs> yeah. no, you, can, you can go
3: to you can go to our website. Um, and uh, you'll see a photo. Have we taken any photos? Not yet, but we, we will. We will, we will. Uh, Brendan, it's been great. Thanks for coming Brendan, in. Thanks thank for having nice, me mate. on the show. And the song, And Brendan's song, which we'll finish off with today, is called Permanent Holiday by Mike Love. Uh, I'd like a bit of that. Right, that's why I thought you picked it, you see. I He's on a permanent holiday. <laughs> I only ever see him in a wetsuit carrying a, ca- carrying a surfboard. Well, that just goes <laughs> to show you how successful he is, doesn't it? That's fantastic. Thanks, Brendan. Thank Thanks, you. Brendan. Thank, thank you. you. We'll <laughs>
0: I'm never gonna be a pawn in their manipulation games 10,000 years of captivity We must eventually open up our eyes and see their manipulation. we with so much uncertainty And so many mysteries Why are so few questioning the unnatural state of things It's a nightmare, We live in a nightmare (laughs) This <laughs> is I be, I own, I be, nip, like, mind, show, in, take, I, seek revelation, make, life, celebration, I, be, change, seek manifest, words, speak, I, feels, be, press, I, make, I own, sis, I, won't be, manipulated, mind, control, and in, and take, I, will, seek A revelation, make, my, life, a, celebration, I, will, be, I'm seeking, manifest the words I'm speaking. I refuse to be imprisoned. I will make my own oh decisions. I want to be manipulated, mind controlling. inundated, I will seek the revelation. Make my life a celebration. I wanna be the change I'm seeking. Manifest the words I'm speaking. I refuse to be imprisoned. I will make my own decisions. holiday. I'm going to play. I i away Let the copper Babylon i
1: It's that time again where we talk about our
3: sponsors. This is about the 400th take, listeners. <laughs> this is our, uh, this is our um, for a male sponsor, Mungrel Joes. Yes, Mungrel Joes. So, hey, Brett, what keeps you going? I'm not sure what you're implying.
1: I don't like where your mind's going with this one, Brett, but uh, without getting personal, there are many times I need a hit, and not from a bus. What keeps me going is a steaming hot cup of coffee, and not just any coffee.
3: Ah, uh, you must be talking about Mungrel Joe's.
1: Yeah, a proud sponsor. Yes, that deep, rich, tasty and fulfilling coffee that perks you up, puts lead in your pencil, makes you glisten and puts hairs on your chest. But what does it do for men? Boom, boom. <laughs> it brings out the mongrel in you.
3: <laughs> God, seriously, folks. Seriously, folks. Joe's, <laughs> that's my line. No, that's your line. <laughs> Mungrel Joe's is the best taste experience ever. It's 100% Australian, and not only is it a performance coffee, it's strong and smooth. Like me, of course, George. <laughs> it's the greatest coffee on earth. The world's greatest coffee Is market. it really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Jump online at au and give it a shot. Excuse the pun.
1: No, no, no. You didn't have to say that.
3: Well, it's you printed it on the page, you're on You're on fire, Brent. I am on We could five. have scratched that out. And just for our listeners to put put it, put it in a discount code, float your boat, and you will get a special discount on your first order. Remember that it's float your boat. One word. If you love coffee, you should try Mungle Joe's. I'm telling you, folks, aside from this great script that George wrote. <laughs> and it was so obvious you were reading it. <laughs> yes, George, it was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway listeners, mangrove jazz it's it's the best.